0: Welcome, everybody, to Bridge Builders Communities Church Sermon Podcast. You are listening to one of our messages from our weekly gathering. We hope that you sit back, enjoy, and be blessed. Turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 17. And if you are any uh, bit of a Bible student or a reader of the Word, uh you know this passage, and you know I don't know how many thousand times I've been in this passage, but don't you love that about the Word of God? I mean, you can come back to it, and because of where you are today, you see things, you hear things that somehow were always there, but you know it's like it just kind of ran over your head. And that's the way this has been with me as I came back to this as I was praying and pondering what God would had to say. Really, this message has a connection to last year. Uh, if you were here last year, and I, I won't even, you know, go into any of that. But, but for those of you that may remember, uh, it does have a relationship to it, and so I don't apologize for that. And, you know, sometimes we need to hear something over and over and over again, and finally it clicks because of where we're at. And so, uh, it, it's just where I, I keep coming back to when I think of this church, and Vern and I pray for you all regularly, and uh, it's it just. I know it relates to your name, who you are. And so uh, I think there's a bit of prophetic part to it. But I want to just begin with a a little story. Uh, And and this is one I keep coming back to. I may have even mentioned it or used it here before. I don't know, because we've been coming here quite a few years. But uh, back when we lived in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, many of you probably know about Lancaster County, the place of the Amish. We are not Amish, but... uh, we lived among the Amish, but also in Lancaster County, uh, there's a town just kind of northeast of Lancaster, uh, Lancaster City uh, called Adamstown. And uh, one morning I opened the paper, uh, the morning paper. It was back when you know, people read newspapers uh, many years ago. Uh, but I opened the newspaper to the story, local story, of a man who went into an antique shop in Adamstown, Pennsylvania, which is really an antique mecca. There's just a lot of antique shops and malls and so forth. I mean, if you like antiques, Adamstown, PA, is a great place to go. So he had gone into a a shop, and he was looking for a frame for his picture. He had a picture that he had. He wanted to frame it. He wanted an older frame. So he happened to see this frame in the corner of the store, on the floor there, uh, and, and it had a picture in it, but he asked the shopkeeper how much for the picture, and the shopkeeper said $5. So he gave him the $5, took the picture home, took the back off of it to put in his picture in that frame, and the, the backing of the picture that was in there, there was another piece of paper in the back there. He turned it over to see an original copy of the Declaration of Independence. He turned around and sold that for a million dollars. How do you think that shopkeeper felt? He probably paid like you know two or three dollars for that frame, got five dollars for it. Said he you know made a fair profit on that thing. Well you know uh, I, I don't think that was a good day for him. But 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 I think that illustrates to me what so much of our Christian life represents. I believe much of what we see and pay attention to is the frame. It has a bit of value, but we miss the big value. And that's where I'm going this morning to somehow help us, again, to see that bigger thing that God has for us. I think if we saw that, I mean, we would be, give me a J, give me an S. I mean, we would be fired up. We would be full of, 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 of just that sense and it would just spill over. And, 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 and that's what I think God has for us. And so that's why we come back to John 17. And there's so much here. but So, so for the sake of time, but I do want to read 10 verses from 13 to 23. And then, uh, actually, this is the theology of what I want to share. But then I want to go to the book of Acts. And and hopefully, I, I trust God can give me an expediency here because there you know, it's just so full, and, and we don't have the time to, to, to go into the, the depths of it, but I hope that somehow I can ignite something within us as the people of God that can help to fuel us, fuel our flame for the, the, the weeks and months to come. Okay, John 13, and, and of course, you know, we're, we're picking it up midstream. This is the, the, the high priestly prayer of Jesus. And this is this is probably one of the greatest insights relating to the heart of Jesus that we have in the entire Scripture. But he's saying here, he's kind of turning a corner in his prayer, verse thirteen. He says, But now, and of course he's praying to the Father, but he says, Now I come to thee. So he is you know, he's he's so aware that his time on earth is is about complete. Now he's going to go to the cross and he's going to do probably the climax of his work here, right? But he's, he, he has this sense that he's fulfilled what he's called to, been called to do and that he's leaving. So he says, now I come to thee and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy made full in themselves. Who is he speaking of What he says that they may have joy? Well, the disciples, obviously, the followers, but us, we know, according to the scripture, that's us too. How many of you are into joy? I've been depressed and I've been joyous. Joyous is better. Anybody agree to that? Okay, so we need to keep that in mind. Let's go on. I've given them thy word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I do not ask thee to take them out of the world. Oh, God, I wish you would. (laughs) Could we add that? (laughs) But to keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. The, thy word is truth. As thou didst sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask in behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me, Through their word, verse 21, that they may all be one, even as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be in us, that the world may believe that thou didst send me. And the glory which thou hast given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, just as we are one, I in them, and thou in me that they may be perfected in unity, that the world may know that thou didst sent me and didst love them even as thou didst love me. Now, we can get a bit lost here because there's some you know, repetition and, 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 and some pretty deep uh, truth. But uh, as I was just pondering this, felt drawn to this uh, for us to meditate on this morning, uh, this is my title. Holy oneness. Holy oneness. I'm not just talking about oneness. I'm talking about a specific kind of oneness. Are you with me? Holy oneness. Now, there's a clue here because he uses, a couple of times, he uses the word sanctify. The word sanctify means to be made holy or to be made special. And so I think I'm doing justice to the passage now we 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 see verse twenty one, which you know we we've, we've visited or revisited if we've been uh, spending any time at all uh, in 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 the faith. Uh, but but I, I'm saying holy oneness, the heart cry of Jesus, the heart cry of Jesus, which would kind of be part of the title. But I I, I want us to, to 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 really think about and digest the sense of what God, what Jesus, you know, here he is. Uh, we, we can't imagine the emotional trauma that he is in the midst of right here. But the thing that just blows me away, that in the midst of all of this, my my struggle, my weight, my difficulty, you know, which we all get caught up in, he, his his cry. It was the cry of Jesus that they may be one, that what I do will enable them corporately to be one, that they will move beyond just their own individuality and get a sense of what what the body of Christ is to be. Do you hear me, what I'm saying here? That they may be one is the heart cry of Jesus. And again, it's a holy oneness. Say that with me. Holy oneness. Grab the hand of the person to you if you're within the reach and just, just touch them. You can let go again. But I want you to somehow get a hold of this tangibly holy oneness. Now, there are three things. Now, this, is, see, this, this prayer, we know what prayer is. Prayer is conception. We're birthing something when we pray. See, God's a creator. And when he says, I want you to be a praying people, he says, I want you to be a creation people. See, that's the that's the magnificence and the marvel of what God has entrusted us with. Now, we are creators by the very way in which he created us and and to have children to reproduce and to multiply, which is the command that he gave us as human beings. Right. See, but 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 in the spiritual sense, it is in prayer that we create. And so uh, it's this Jesus prayer. There's a conception of holy oneness in this passage. That's why this is so pregnant for us. Does that make sense? See, so there are three things that relate to the characteristics of holy oneness. I uh, uh, see a few of you are taking notes. I want you to jot these down because uh, we can come back to them, and, and, and it helps us to get a hold of this. Uh, we have to, in this hour particularly, we have to get a hold of this if we're going to survive. If we are going to survive as the people of God in this hour and what is coming, we have to get hold of this. Okay, first of all, holy oneness is fusion, 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 the word fusion, F-U-S-I-O-N. Now, see, there are different kinds of unity or integrity. You know, we're, we're, we're united here today, and this building kind of unites us, but we're not fused. See, fusion, there's something that happens in fusion, and we we could spend some time in analyzing what fusion is, but it has to do with atoms. You know, atoms, matter, matter coming together and being fused together, and what happens? There's a trans, there's a transformation, and that matter actually becomes energy. You've heard of atomic energy? See, that's different than just uniting, you know, the states, the United States. Uh, we're the United States, but we're not fused. And, and boy, all you have to do is that's that's putting it mildly. So he's saying here, uh, I want to just call your attention to this. He's saying sanctify them in truth. Thy word is true. See, it's it, it's God's truth that when we begin to start to eat the bread of life, there's something that happens, and that word, we don't just read it to inter- understand it intellectually, but we read it, we feed on it, and what happens? It becomes metabolized. Do you know what that word metabolize means? When you eat food, we can just gulp it down, and it doesn't give us much nourishment. But when we, tab- when we metabolize our food, when we choose it and get the, get the nourishments out of it, what happens? It it. it, it it gives us energy. It, 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 it's transformed from matter to energy. See, so he's saying uh, that the word needs to be be incarnated in us. See, fusion that has a big bearing relating to holy oneness. And if that's not happening, fusion is not going to take place. There are so a lot of people sitting in churches today. See, that, that, it's just, they're, they're sitting on a bench listening to, uh, words and then going out. I can, I'll never forget a Sunday morning, a young married man, Vernon and I, in the Mennonite church, walked out of a Sunday, a Sunday school class, and I, I don't remember anything about the class, but I said to myself, I mean, the, the time it took me to walk from that Sunday school class into the auditorium for the, for the, this, the message, the, 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 the morning service, I had this thought we come in here Sunday after Sunday, sitting in this class, listening to this teacher. And we have some discussion and we walk out and live the same life that we lived the week before. And then we come back and do it again and do it again and do it again. And I said to myself inside, I still remember this. No, you know, no altar call. No, nothing spiritual. But I said, I am not going to continue doing this. I just, you know, I I didn't say it audibly. I just said to myself, that's it. God heard that prayer. And little did I know that that was a major turnaround for that sanctification process, that fusion process to begin to work. I believe that was a a turning point. I believe I would not be here today if that hadn't happened. That has to happen. Fusion, okay, We could spend a lot of time there, but let's go on. Secondly, and and this is the main part of what we see here in 21, which is really the heart of this message, that they may be one, uh, speaks of a a flow. That's point number two. So the first point is fusion and then flow. Remember uh, how uh, John said in John uh, John one fourteen, the word became flesh. And dwelt among us and we beheld the glory of God. And what he was saying, there was a life flow that flowed out as this word was metabolized or incarnated in Jesus that we received. We saw it. We we were, we were, uh, we were enlightened, but we were lifed by Jesus. See, there was a flow there. And so when he says, I want you to be one, uh, as the Holy Spirit. See, there's a life flow between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, isn't there? When Jesus was was walking the dusty trails of, of Galilee, he wasn't walking by himself. Right? The Trinity was there. Right? Father was there. Spirit was there. Amen? So he's saying here that they may be one. How? Even as thou Father, Son, and Holy Spirit see he wants he's inviting us to to, to 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 get involved in the fellowship of the Trinity. How good is that? I mean that we can enter the life flow of the Trinity that's a good time to say amen you're awfully quiet here this morning I mean. You know, we all want a party. We all want, you know, you know, a good time. We all, you know, nice people that don't give us any trouble. Hey, it doesn't get any better in the Trinity. Right? He said, I want, Jesus is praying this as he's going to the cross. See, it's more than about getting our sins forgiven, church. See, and so many times churches, and I don't want to minimize, we've got to get sin out of the way, but sin keeps us separated. Jesus brings us together. And yet so many times we're separated sitting in our churches. All concerned about our own stuff. See, I, I need to go to church so I can get my fix. See? And uh, you see, that's the frame. I'm not, I'm not belittling that, but I'm saying there's so much more that God has for us. Is this making sense? Okay, and then thirdly. So we've got, what do we have so far? Fusion, flow, and then, thirdly, force, force, force. And and I wish I had the time to back this up. In Ephesians three, you look at it. See, it. it what what he's after is governmental. See, we lost our dominion. He's he's invested to get it back for us, but he's not going to do it for us. And so we need holy oneness that we can take back what the enemy took from us. see, and so that's why, in verse fourteen, look at it again, I have given them thy word, and the world hated them. The world hates us the wor- and we see it intensifying, don't we That's why I say, unless, we got to get this, or else we're going to be we're, we're dead in the water. see. And so he says, I have not taken you out of the world. Why? You said, God, take me out of this mess. No, he will not do that. Because he wants us to conquer. Yes. He could do it jolly well better by himself. But he has given the earth to us to rule. And he's going to have his way. Hello? We can, we can have a part or we don't have to have a part. We get to choose. He doesn't force us. See, So... It's the increase of his government through his people. See, Isaiah 9 talks about the prophetic uh, promise concerning the Messiah. It says, uh, Isaiah said, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, there will be no end to the increase of his government and of peace. That's pretty profound because there's more of God's government in force today than there was yesterday. And there will be more tomorrow. There's no end to the increase. We don't see it all. See, but it, it's because the church is moving forward. He is having an advancing church and we have to decide if we want to be a part of that. If we want to have our just little, our own little party. See, but, but he wants to get us involved that they may be one. Okay. So with that, that's, that's, So this is what he's praying. Jesus is praying this. He is birthing that. He is, excuse me, he's not birthing it. He's conceiving it. It has to be birthed. And so with that, we want to go to Acts chapter 2 to see the birthing of what we, we, but we need the theology, which I just went over with you in John uh, chapter 17. Let's go over it again. I know this is kind of like a teaching session, but I want you to get this because this is life and death. Okay, first of all, holy oneness relates to number one fusion number two flow, flow. number three force. force. Is this making sense? Yes. Okay. Now uh, Acts chapter two. We want to see fusion. See we're gonna we're gonna look at these three points now. We saw it theologically. We want to see it now in reality to see what it looks like. See this is actually the birthing where the birthing of the holy oneness that Jesus prayed for is now beginning to start to come forth as a little baby. John chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Okay, again, for the for the sake of time, let's begin at verse, you know, verse 40. And with many other words, he solemnly testified and kept on exhorting them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Well, if it was perverse then, it seems like it may be even more perverse now. I mean, just just a little side note. Uh, but Peter's preaching here, and he's winding up his message. Verse 41, so then those who had received his word, what kind of word? Sanctified word, right? Were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. Not a bad altar call. Verse 42 And they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching. Do you think there was some metabolizing taking place there? Continually devoted, not just Sunday after Sunday, continually, daily. And to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And everyone kept feeling a sense of awe and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. Wouldn't you like to be a part of a church like that? And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. And day by day, continually with one mind in the temple, breaking of bread and from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding it to their number day after day, those that were being saved. I mean, we, you know some of us have been through this hundreds of times and looked at this and just longed to see i mean this this was the birthing this was the birthing i see here uh and i'm just I'm going to flit through this just for the sake of of summary here verse 42 Continually devoting themselves to, to the apostles teaching and, and to prayer. I see that as spiritual vitality. Number 40, uh, verse 43, they kept feeling a sense of awe, many wonders and signs, supernatural vibrancy, and then 44, and all those who had believed were together and had all things in common, sacrificial unity. Spiritual vitality, supernatural vibrancy, sacrificial unity. And I uh, have in mind what Paul wrote in Ephesians 4. You can just write this reference. I'll just read it quickly because uh, we don't have the time to look at it. But I, I think it's important for us just to think about this. This is what Paul was referring to when he says, From whom the whole body being fitted and held together by that which every joint supplies. Say that with me. Every joint supplies. Join the person's hand next to you again. Uh, I, want to, I want to show you something. See, it's what the joint supplies, what the joint supplies. Do you get that? What the joint supplies. See, that's why the enemy works at getting against joints to try to separate us, to get us misunderstand one another, to get us to, you know, to look cross-eyed at one another. Marriages, churches, families, where is he? What is he after? The joint, the joint. Say that with me. The joint. And so, no wonder Paul says, endeavor to protect the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. See, That's where we go astray, as the body of Christ. God help us. God help us. According to the proper working of each individual part, causing the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. God, do it that we may be one, as you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one, that the world may know. Creation itself longs, 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 cries out for the resurrection of the sons of God. And this is not in my notes, but I just had this sense: God is here. God is saying something. Fusion. Fusion. And so we go to chapter 3, Acts 3. Just flip the page. Okay, let's look to the flow now. See, we've got the fusion. Let's look at the evidence of the flow. Verse 1, chapter 3. Now, Peter and John were going up to the temple, the ninth hour to pray. It's Monday morning. You know, They're, not in the t- they're going to the temple, but it's just an ordinary day, sunny day like today. And a certain man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along that he used to sit down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. And Peter, along with John, fixing his gaze upon him, said, look at us. Look, say that with me. Look at us. And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive, what does your Bible say? Some thing. See? Something. There's no energy in things. Right? We talked about fusion energy. We're talking about energy in people connected to the energy source. Expecting something. Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold. But what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazareth walk and seizing him by the right hand. He raised him up and immediately his feet and his ankles were straightened. And with a leap, he stood upright and began to walk and he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they were taking note of him as being the one who had used to sit, at the beautiful gate of the temple to beg alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement and awe at what had happened. Wow. You talk about flow, right? See, they were gifting who they were, not what they had, who they were. And it's who we are. In him and in one another. That fused relationship is where the energy is. See. And so they were gifting themselves they were imparting someone, not something. See, people are looking for things to satisfy sports, hobbies, work, whatever, energy source. And it siphons off. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's not our life source. See, that's why people are committing suicide. That's why people are reverting to drugs. See, they're looking for something instead of the someone. Okay, so we've got flow going, right? So we've got fusion. We've got flow. Okay, now we need force. Chapter 4. So, of course, when, when flow happens... The opposition rises up. See, because there's another kingdom, there's another life, there's another government coming in, and 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 and, and light is 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 pushing back the forces of darkness. Darkness doesn't like that. See, and so we won't take the time, but the opposition comes up even you know in the latter part of chapter three into chapter 4. But, so for the sake of time, I want to jump back to the latter part of chapter 4 because we're look, wanting to look at the force. So, you know, after, after the opposition came, you, you, they came against Peter and John and said, you cannot do this. You cannot speak in the name of Jesus. And what was their response in 19? They said, uh, whether... It is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than to God. You be the judge. But we can't stop speaking what we have seen and heard. See? Their authority was based on communion. It didn't have anything to do with any title or anything like that. I mean, they they had a connection with God, and, I mean, that was the supreme authority. See, there was a new government that was moving into town. And so we have all of the opposition. Of course, you know, they they were trying to stop them with human means. And so here's where we're going now. Verse 23, I want you to see this. Of course, you know, you're probably familiar with it, but we need to see it in the context. And when they had been released, they went back to their own company. I think the King James says, I like that word company, their company, the company, you know, like Bridge Builder Community Church is a company, See, a people, a people. You know, brothers and sisters that we know and love and are connected to. See, hopefully that's, you know, who we are and more and more. And when they heard this, see, they didn't go back to their houses. They went to the company because the company was the most important thing in their lives. See, so many times, we're, you know, trying to fight our battles, we're going off to our own little corner. But they went to the company. They saw the value of the fused, flowing people of God, what they were a part of. And when they heard this, they lifted up their voices to God with what? One accord. See, there's that, that union, that, that sense of connection, that sense of fusion, that sense of flow. This, that's who they came back to. And with one accord, they said, Oh Lord, we're in such trouble. God help us. We are in desperate straits. Is that what they prayed? Is that where they started? Is that where we often start? Oh, God, help. (laughs) Poor me. Why me, God? What have I ever done? They they didn't start there. See, they knew the Lord's Prayer. Where does the Lord's Prayer start? Give us this day our daily bread. Is that how the Lord's Prayer starts? No. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom. See, they they haven't even got into any kind of request yet. Why? Why? Because they knew where they had to start. See? So many times we're praying, but we're not praying out of that sense of overriding sense of who God is. See? And we're just groaning and wrestling in ways that we wouldn't have to if we got a hold of God. And, and got our eyes back on the big picture, you know, again. And what God's about. And, of course, this is a great... They, they, they pray Scripture. See? Why? Because they were full of Scripture. See, that that was a lot of their prayer. I mean, David, you know, great example. I wish we had time to, but you're getting the picture, I'm sure. For truly in this city there were gathered together, verse 27, the holy servant Jesus whom thou didst anoint, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, to do whatever thy hand and thy purpose predestined. And now, oh, yeah, P.S., take note of the threats. Grant us, bondservants, that we may speak the word in boldness and extend your, your, your hand to heal with signs and wonders. And when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. And the congregation of those who believed was one heart and one soul. I love that. And not yet one of them claimed anything beyond uh, belonging to them as their own but all things were common property to them. And with great power, the apostles were giving witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and abundant grace was with them all. God, do it again. Do it again. Brothers and sisters, I believe we're coming to a day where people will not only move, make geographical moves for jobs, but I believe that they will make geographical moves for church think about that I want this church to be that kind of church do you I think it can be it doesn't have to be a big church but the thing is it will become a big church not because of any kind of promotions but because of what we're reading here a holy oneness church